One of the greatest and I came to kill it I'm the biggest problem when I'm in the building Money on my mind, I came to take it all Got my gurus right behind me, the revolution's born What up? Let's get weird. It is the midweek Thursday non-subscriber podcast. This is the freeloader special that we do for you guys once a week just to give you guys a taste of what we do here at the site. The site is fantasyguruelite.com. I'm your boy Tommy G. You can find me on Twitter at Tommy G. I'm here with two of my elite mafia gangsters. One you know who's normally on this podcast with me. Jeff Collins at Jeff K Collins on Twitter. What's up, Jay Fry? How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're going to talk about uh, why you might not be in the greatest mood right now in a minute. So you just, <laughs> you just sit back and, and recuperate. And I'm going to introduce someone who you know from our NBA specials, making one of his first appearances on the football podcast. This is a guy who's taken down big checks in football. Don't get it twisted. He's not just an NBA guy. Rad Thad. Find him on Twitter at Rad underscore Thad1. What's up, Thad? Nostra Thomas, what's going on, man? I, I'm, I'm feeling like uh, I'm moving my way up the ranks of the mafia here. I started off with the, with the NBA podcast. Now I'm on the, the, the subscriber-free NFL. Hopefully pretty soon I can make that subscribe, subscriber NFL. Listen, you, you keep doing right by the family, Thad. Hey. You, you, might be, you, might be a God, you might be the godfather. Make, make Look at Tommy's job. Make me an offer I can't refuse, man. I just want to be made. That's all I want. That's oh, you're a made man. You're in the mafia. You're oh, made. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Baby, don't worry about that. It's just a matter. We're putting out the rankings in January too. So yeah. you got, another, yeah. got about another month and a half to prove yourself, but you're already in the top five. So we're all right, gonna, all right, good. We got to get you ahead of Kevin, and I'd like to see you ahead of Jeff, but we got to get. You ahead of <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get let's get this popping. Uh, we're gonna basically just for those of you that are kind of new to this or hearing this for the first time. This is uncensored, obviously. Anything I'm on is uncensored if it's not on Sirius. So if you do want to check out the Sirius show, we do have a radio show, Sirius XM. That's 2 p.m., Sirius 210 XM 87 uh, at Sirius XM Fantasy. But this is uncensored, so we will be cursing and saying shit and fuck and all those type of words that you don't want your children to hear. Uh, this is basically kind of our first glance at the week to come. So we don't go as deep as we do on the Saturday podcast. The Saturday one is usually longer. It's usually an hour and change. This one, we'll try and keep it under an hour. And we're really just going to talk about the Thursday night game, uh, talk a little bit about some chalk plays, some things that might jump off the page, but we're not going to be giving our best plays and our sneaky plays and all that. That is for subscribers only. So if you guys do want to subscribe, it's $49.99 for the rest of the year. Uh, then we have the optimizer add-on, which you could check uh, on the website. But we got like 11 weeks left of football, right, Jeff? Because we got that package includes playoffs too. So you're talking like less than what four or five bucks a week uh, to get my my write up, two podcasts, uh, Jeff's cheat sheets and GPP plays. Jeff's on the podcast. You're getting Thad's fantasy aces article, Vlad's article. We got Benny's articles, putting thousands of words up each week. Magic sports guys cheat sheets, maybe the hottest DFS football guy in the industry. We even got a damn kicker report on the site. So if you're playing on FanDuel, we got a whole 3,000-word article just on what kicker to play. So get on over there to fantasyguruelite.com. 
Uh, Jeff, uh, before I talk about any other stuff, I want you to talk about kind of the NBA product and what we're doing right now. Sure. So NBA is going really well overall. Um, Optimizer is clicking, especially on FanDuel. We went, what was it, like eight and one or something to start off. And then um, I've still, you know, I've started to lose some nights, but overall still way above 500. And even the other night, the the optimizer actually smashed and was like winning, you know, 100x in GPPs. I mean, I know like I hit 40x and I didn't even know what I was doing. And I saw some subscribers who were even using it in GPPs now. So that's, that's gangster. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, that's, it's our projections and the projections are just getting smarter and smarter. Well, what we do is we run a a simulation model that, um, you know, early on in the day, it starts off with uh, like tens of thousands of simulations. And then by the time we get really close to lock, it's like hundreds of thousands of game simulations that it's gone through. And the results of it are, are just really incredible. And it's not something that we're even uh, stagnant on either. Like we're still trying to adjust and even make it better. You know, we're looking at it every day and saying, how can we get this more accurate? And it's showing, you know, we're, we're doing really well with it. So it's a tool that I rely on every day. Uh, but I also put out content. I do cheat sheets for the bigger slates and a rundown for all of the other slates, except on Sunday when I'm watching football all day. And uh, dad joins me for podcasts. He writes some articles as well. Benny is doing a, an article, I believe, six days a week, too. We've got a lot of really good stuff out tons, there. Yeah, tons of shit. Tons of shit out there. I want to talk about one thing first, and then uh, I'll get to you guys, because I didn't play much NBA last night, but I know you guys want to talk about it for a second. Uh, MMA, guys, listen. If you don't know about Mikey Iorato at Mad Lab, M-A-D-L-A-B 76, this dude is the baddest motherfucker in UFC in the in- industry by far. It's not fucking close. I will put any amount of money on my dude versus anyone in this industry. We've been riding his bets in MMA for probably five years, me and Eddie Motts. This, this kid is freak. And he's actually, unlike these little MMA nerds that you're getting advice from all over the place, he's actually about 6'3", 250, and actually rolled with Brock Lesnar and <laughs> is friends with all these guys who are in the MMA. So you're talking to someone who is actually a part of it. Uh, That price is about to go up on that. Right now it's $9.99 for 30 days. It's less than $10 for 30 days. He's coming out with an in-depth breakdown. Plus he's going to be live tweeting all the rounds in the McGregor fight this weekend. Uh, We got another huge fight in a couple weeks. So get on over there. Less than $10. You get all Mike's stuff for the next month. Uh, it's just fucking gangster and it's going to be unbelievable McGregor fight this weekend. You're going to be watching it anyway. So whether you want to use it to put your bets in or whether you want to use it to play DFS, there's some monster MMA tournaments this week. So let's talk about uh, NBA last night. <laughs> I saw, uh, they called it a hashtag scratch gate. It's a little early in the season to be seeing this. Um, Dad, let me start with you before, before I let Jeff go on his rant. But uh, did this hurt you at all last night? It looked like from my perspective, that Dallas scratched like half their lineup before the game. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what happened. I'm assuming that most of these guys didn't even realize they were going to get scratched themselves. Um, but, you know, I took a, a bunch of zeros. And, um, you know, this is a, this is the uncensored podcast, right? So I'm going to go I'm just, say whatever you want. I'm just go ahead and say it. it was a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a bunch of, it was a bunch of malarkey. I said it. Watch you your guys, mouth. If you don't like it, don't Watch subscribe. Your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like it, don't subscribe. But um, yeah, dude, it's just uh, when you catch a zero, you're 
their lineup is dead. I mean, it's not like baseball where, you know, it's just kind of zeros are kind of part of the variance. But when you catch a zero in, in – uh, same with NFL. And if you catch a zero in NBA, your lineup's dead. I'm talking like – Yeah, dead. Kung, it's dead. Kung fu movie dead, like eyes open, blood coming from the mouth, dead. <laughs> so – but unfortunately, it's it's, uh, it's a lesson that we can kind of learn because this is stuff that's going to happen all season. It's not – a uh, rare occurrence it, it was just weird the way that it happened so you know you just yeah. kind of have to roll with the punches and get ready for next time yeah and one of the things about it for those of you that are new to nba i know we probably have some new guys to nba i saw a couple tweets going what the fuck you guys recommended guys that didn't even play yeah the, uh, <laughs> the announcements came out after lineup lock guys if you remember a hashtag benny gate when benny sent <laughs> fucking tweets <laughs> bitching about DraftKings getting rid of late swap uh, you no longer can change after 7 p.m. So once the game start, if someone gets scratched or sits out, just got to eat it. Unfortunately, last night, uh, the optimizer loved a couple of these guys in this game. Uh, so it hurt a lot of lineups. And Jeff, I will now kick to you, who also loved a lot of guys in this game. No, I mean, seriously, you guys can go back and check. I had the game stack for Dallas and Golden State as my top lineup. Like, all the single entry contests on FanDuel, the Monster, everything has that lineup if you want to go back and look at my three zeros. So I felt it, too. Um, if you saw any know-it-alls on Twitter saying, oh, you should have seen this coming, go back and look at their content and see if they mentioned it. <laughs> Because I did. I saw someone that I thought was pretty sharp uh, mention that, oh, yeah, you should have seen that coming. I went back and watched his show. He didn't tell his subscribers that he thought that, if that's what he thought. So that was interesting. (laughs) It's always hindsight's 2020. And by the way, this is one thing Kevin always wants me to mention. We leave all our content up. You can go back and listen to the week three podcast if you want right now. I mean, we leave it all up so that afterwards everyone can go back and see exactly what we called for that reason. And Jeff, you made a good point about kind of the off days, right? Like this, this wasn't something we should have seen coming this early in the season. Yeah. They're not even playing for like four or five days or something, I think. So it's like, yeah, sure. They'd played a few days. uh, They'd played like three games and four nights or something, but when you're not playing for the next however many days, like you shouldn't be resting your guys in my opinion. And this is not something you regularly see in this case. So yeah, especially two weeks into the season. I mean, that's yeah. something you might see, you know, and, and Jeff is, does a great job with this and will, as the season goes on along with that of letting you guys know, cause you have to be able to predict these situations on some level this year because of the no late swap on DraftKings, especially, but Jeff's been playing FanDuel almost exclusively. I mean, primarily at least for most of his career. So he's gotten very good at kind of, you know, once we get four or five months into the season, when you start seeing older players who are in the third game in four nights, you know, knowing, you know, this guy might rest tonight. So he'll tell you, you know, stay away from these guys just in case this early into the year with a few days off coming up. It's just fucking ridiculous. So we'll write that one off as a scratch gate, early season scratch gate. And uh, let's move on to football here. So we have, we'll go over the Vegas lines. We'll go over some of the Sunday stuff. Let's first talk about tonight's game. Uh, This will go a little bit deeper in the analysis. We always give the Thursday night preview out, uh, you know, pretty much to everybody just because it's only one game. But we got Cleveland-Baltimore tonight. Anyone who was talking about playing Monday-Thursday, I basically said you need to fucking call Gamblers Anonymous if you're going heavy on these Monday-Thursday slates with Seattle, Buffalo, and Cleveland-Baltimore. You have serious fucking problems. And if you're a subscriber, we love you for it. Uh, But but the reality is 
you know, this, these were not two sexy games on Monday and Thursday. So in this game tonight, I mean, is this something, Thad, that, you know, you're, if you're playing the Thursday week-long slates, we talk about fading Thursday night game whenever possible. Is this a game where you're just basically on full fade, or are there a couple guys here who have some intrigue for you? You know, I, there are some guys that I have interest in, but not enough for me to risk playing based on uh, the fact that they're playing on Thursday and they'll be popular anyway, just because people want to play these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, this game is has got mismatch written all over it. So I think, you know, in all likelihood, if I do opt to play this slate, I'm going to fade the game completely. Okay, Jeff, how about you? So... <laughs> I'm a little nervous to even bring this up because this is something we talked about last week, but I still like Corey Coleman a little more than Terrell Pryor. Um, I think that we'll, it, we'll talk about that. On <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple of wagers that we will discuss on the subscriber podcast. <laughs> and it's, it's the worst doing this with Tommy too, because if Tommy won the bet, he'll never say, Oh yeah, that was, you were right about that. Like I just got lucky. So I know that Tommy isn't going to be like, you know what? Yeah. Coleman, had a pretty good chance at having the same game that Pryor did, but that's what I think. No, my PayPal says otherwise. <laughs> fair. That's totally fair. You win. Yeah. I, I admit that. They had the same number of targets. I believe they had the same number of red zone targets. Corey Coleman is the more talented receiver at this point. I do like that Terrell Pryor uh, has quite a bit of upside like over you know, his career. Like He's going to get better. He just started learning how to play the wide receiver position about a year ago, so He's going to get better. But at this point, Corey Coleman is the better receiver. I think they're both pretty good. I know you disagree. I I only disagree with you because it's wrong. Okay, that's all? Okay. Yeah, if it was any other reason, I wouldn't. I get it. No, totally. That's reasonable. So he's also cheaper, and he's going to be lower owned. So for me, like, if you're going to play a receiver in this game, and that's probably all I would do in this game. This is kind of a stay-away game. Corey Coleman would be the guy 5,700. Yeah, um, not me. I mean, as you know, I mean, I'm not a Corey Coleman guy. The guy that I'm really interested in this game is Steve Smith. I just don't know what his ownership is going to be. I even played Steve Smith on a couple teams last week. Uh, That's sharp. That actually was really sharp. Are you being sarcastic? No, no, no. So um, (laughs) basically it actually came out. I saw uh, a report that Baltimore had two game plans, one for Steve Smith yes. and one for without Steve Smith. And anytime you hear anything like that, you know that, you know, obviously Steve Smith uh, had a large role in that game and could have had a huge game. So I think that was a really sharp call. Seven targets, didn't do a ton with it. But, uh, again, I'm pretty good at not looking at results and gauging whether it was a good play or not, and that was a good play. Yeah, I mean, I wish I did it more. I just kind of jumped on it real late on some Millie Maker teams, so I, did, I can't take credit for playing it on any legitimate money. I was just kind of throwing it out there. But as I've mentioned numerous times on this podcast, Steve Smith is my favorite NFL player of all time, maybe my favorite athlete of all time. I just love that he's the anti-millennial pussification fucking piece of shit. He's just a grinder. He's old as fuck. He's still working dudes on the field. Uh, a lot of people are talking about Joe Hayden. In this Cleveland game, Steve Smith is going to be playing the slot. I would say he averages about 40%, 50% in the slot. I see him getting there about 70% of the times this game. Hayden doesn't really travel to the slot much. He's not going to get a Hayden shadow, and I'm not even worried about it if he does. Steve I mean, Smith gets up for those big cornerbacks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, I mean, it almost excites me, you know, the fact that Steve Smith, if he's on point, he's going to grind the game out versus anyone, and he does better when he's pissed off. So I love Steve Smith in this game. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be playing anything outside of that because I think a lot of people are going to go full fade on this game. 
especially up at the higher dollar levels when you get into the 1Ks and stuff. I think this is just a game you look at and go, we've been burnt by Thursday night games a lot this year. And I think this is a game you just look at and go, fuck it, fade it, kind of like Dad's talking about there. But mm-hmm. I think up in the high dollar, the high dollar games is where you can actually get some maybe ownership that's almost nothing on guys like Pryor Coleman and Steve Smith. So does make it interesting. If I held a gun to your head, Thad, who would you take in this game? Uh, believe it or not, I'd actually take the uh, Baltimore defense. Um, you know, I think just kind of noticing a pattern um, in Thursday games, regardless of the matchup, people either they're either all in and they end up playing a ridiculous amount of guys from a game, even when you know who to play and who not to play, or they're all out. So the more sensible way would be to pick one or two guys. Most people are talking about Steve Smith, who's probably a great cash game play for me. Um, but since, you know, everybody's probably going to be on him playing that game, his percentage owned is going to be high. So if I'm going to pivot, I'll go with the defense. A lot of people aren't talking about those, those guys. So. Not bad. Any, any interest at all in Joe Flacco, either of you guys in this game? Let's say, you're setting, let's say you're doing a queue and you're setting 40 lineups in on Thursday night. We know a lot of the guys like these, you know, King of the Beach qualifiers and a lot of these smaller, you know, tournaments where – you know, maybe you throw 10, 15 lineups in and you're going to expose to this game on at least a couple of them. I mean, if I'm throwing even five lineups in, I'm going to have one game where I, you know, overexpose to this game. Any interest at all in Flacco in this matchup here, Jeff? No. So I have built 20 lineups so far on FanDuel for their Playboy queue, the $25 Playboy queue. I have zero Flacco and I have maybe it looks like one or two Coleman and then nothing else from this game. Yeah, I actually – I do. I have five lineups right now, and I have Flacco on one of them. I mean, it's just – it's hard to ignore. I mean, Cleveland's, you know, second-worst team in the league, DVOA against the pass. Um, I know Baltimore should come out and thump them, but I think this game's going to be a little bit closer than people think, and I actually have some interest now that Flacco has Steve Smith back healthy. You know, his price is fairly low. I, I think you can do worse. Any interest at tight end here? And any of you guys, Pitta, Barnage, anything? I'm trying to find something. we got to talk about it. No, like man. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead, yeah. Dan. Yeah, I like Pitt just kind of based on the – just from a matchup standpoint, you know, I would like him a lot more if for some reason Steve Smith weren't playing mm-hmm. because I'd expect his volume to go up. But, um, you know, from a matchup standpoint, we saw um, what happened last week uh, with the Jason Witten, you know, against Cleveland. So I'm sure that uh, Pitt can do the same thing. It's just – tournament option really for me um you know just to kind of touch back on what you were saying about Flacco if I had five teams I'd probably have Flacco on one of them yeah it's just uh you know if if I'm playing in a tournament I'm looking for a dude who's going to be all in for like three or four touchdown passes and I just don't see that happening in this game so that's why I'm off of him in terms of tournaments today yeah that would be the thing I mean Pitta, Pitta does become interesting in this game where he's cheap, especially on DraftKings where he's $4,000. I, I think I agree with you 100% that, that if there was no Steve Smith here, he'd be one of my favorite tight ends. I mean, if you looked at tight end this weekend, and I know we haven't gone too deep in the research, there's not much there that's sexy this weekend. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of people talk about Zach Miller as like their second or third favorite tight end. It's literally Gronk and Gates. and What about know, Zach yeah. Ertz, man? Like, uh, I have no interest, but I mean, I feel like he's going to be pretty chalky on Fanduel in that shootout, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Um, yeah, forty forty six hundred on Fanduel. I, I don't see how he's not super popular. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I have no interest in him. Philly's one of the best teams in the league versus the tight end. They're only giving up 34 yards per game. Philly is the um, team. Sorry, Atlanta. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That too. Atlanta is the worst. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta's <laughs> really bad. They've got two um, two rookie linebackers in the middle of the field there. Uh, Evan Silva just texted me about that today. So, um, yeah, I think that Ertz is, is a pretty solid play. but Yeah, but honestly, though, if Ertz did play Philly, I wouldn't play him at all. <laughs> oh, definitely. Just to no, clarify, like, yeah, yeah. if that did happen, no fucking way I'm playing him. You're right. Yeah. That's like next-level thinking, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got you got to think outside the box. Oh, know? yeah, totally. You, know, you might get traded week 10 and then, or week 11, and then all of a sudden <laughs> week 14 or something, he's got to match up against himself. Exactly. You always have to be on point there. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I kind of like Tammy a little bit. I mean, Cleveland's been getting fucking thrashed by the tight end. Tammy, I'm fucking all over the Oh, place. I was just going to say, yeah. dude, we just <laughs> made the argument. I was looking at Tammy now. I'm all over the oh, place. Oh, my goodness. What is going on right now? I'm an abortion. And we're not going to edit it either. We're just going to leave this shit in because it fits my brand. <laughs> It's actually more of a miracle that I haven't talked like this for the last fucking five of these things. I know. I thought I signed up for this, and then all of a sudden you started coming out with some sharp takes and stuff. I'm like, where's the Tommy donkey that I thought I was getting? Here he is. I'm back. I'm back. (laughs) I was just resting for 10 weeks. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Cleveland's giving up 80 yards a game to the tight end, 8.4 targets a game, which is pretty substantial. So I think that's interesting. Uh, Nothing really else to talk about in this fucking Thursday night game, and I'm sick of fucking up. So let's move on to something else. Uh, David Johnson is going to be the controversial topic this week. I have no idea what the fuck goes into these pricing algorithms. I, I mean, Antonio Brown was $10,000 earlier in the year against Miami, and he really wasn't even going that fucking ape shit. I mean, if you read his game logs here, the, week, the weeks before he was ten grand, 22, 22, 29, 8, and then he had 35 in week one. But – and then they bumped him to 10 grand. You have the greatest matchup maybe on the year, maybe in the history of fucking the world. David Johnson <laughs> versus San Fran. San Fran's been giving up like 250 yards a game on the ground. This is not a timeshare situation. He's the number one back in the NFL. And he torched the fuck out of them for 157 yards, two touchdowns last time he played them. I mean, and he's 8,400? How and, is this guy not 10K? And Ingram tore him up. Last week, yeah, yeah fucking everybody tore him up. Everyone, yeah. there's not um, me, me, you, and Thad. If we rotated in the backfield, could rush for seventy yards on on San Francisco. I, mean, I can play, I can do every other play. I'm not in good enough shape to like you know play a whole series or anything. You know how you know how you can tell when San Francisco's bad is they had one play. It ended up being a botched play. The Saints, where Drew Brees was thinking about running. I think he has a total career rushing yard of like five. So if he thinks about running on you, then you really got to be bad. I mean, it's, it's atrocious how bad this fucking team is. But making them 8,400, this puts us in a situation where it's, I mean, it, it, like, I feel like his, his floor is three and a half X. I mean, yeah, I'd love to say his floor is four X or something. But his floor isn't 30. His floor isn't 24, though, either. So his floor is like 26, I think, in this game. Is that crazy? Like, this is the first guy all year I've had projected. Yeah, it's crazy. This is the first time all year I've had a guy projected at 36 points. Yeah, like, that's pro- too high. Projected. I don't, dude, Guru, who's even the most conservative, John Hansen, has him projected as 31. He said he has said he had to go back to LaDamian Tomlinson to the last time you projected someone over 30. Wow. I mean, yeah. and that's John Hansen. So, I mean, it's uh, – Thad, can you possibly fade him this week? Uh, well, here, here's my answer. At the moment, I, I can't find a, a way to 
not a reason to, but a way to. You mentioned, I think, on SiriusXM earlier this week that last week Jeff Manns came up with an alternative where you could pivot off of Zeke, and even if Zeke went off, you could still not be dead. I don't have one of those yet this week. It's still early. So if I can find something like that, it maybe it might include Zeke. It might not. I don't, I'm not sure. But until that happens, I'm going to have to let other people make that mistake uh, and then, you know, just kind of beat them somewhere else, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm in the same boat there where this is – last week there was a reason to fade Zeke, and we even talked about it too, Jeff, you know, on the show that – you know, 24 points is basically just what he's been doing most of the year. So you realistically could fade him under those circumstances. Jeff's point was that, you know, Alf Morris was going to come in and get 15, 16 carries in the fourth quarter if they get a big lead, which ended up happening. David Johnson, I mean, listen, it's still the NFL, and you still can get hurt. They are a huge favorite. There is a chance that they can get up 27 points in this game in the third quarter. So there are outs. It's just the outs are very low probability outs and the floor is just so insanely high that you really need like a, you know, you're on an inside straight draw here in order to even have a prayer right when the game starts. So Jeff, your take on David Johnson. I am not going to tell the non-subscribers my take in tournaments, uh, but I will tell you that in Cash games, you are crazy if you're not playing David Johnson. Like, you are seriously a bad player. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah, definitely, 100%. And this is not in reference to cash games. Cash games, it's pretty fucking obvious that you're going to play David Johnson everywhere. Uh, I'm almost okay just going free square this week. But you know what happens early in the week? You know, I said I was going to be 100% Zeke this time last week, and then I changed it by the weekend. Uh, same thing with Sharkandrick West. So I'm sure as we dig, I will find reasons to fade them. And on the Saturday podcast, I'll tell you exactly why. I'll find something, even if I have to fucking talk about aliens landing on the fucking stadium, water main breaking something. So let's talk about a couple of the other highly owned players here. We don't want to take this podcast too long. I want to try and keep this one under 40 minutes if doable, 45 minutes. But let's let's touch on some of the chalk. In the quarterback situation, we have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Rogers is going to be the chalk, I think, over there. If we look, I mean, is is there anything jumping off at you? Do you see any way Rogers isn't the chalk this week, Jeff? Uh, throw it to Thad first, and I'll I'll okay. talk after Thad. Thad, what do you think? Uh, you know, I think that the fact that people want to spend up for uh, David Johnson is going to maybe make them feel a little more comfortable spending down at quarterback. So. I think he's uh, Rogers is definitely the chalk. He's definitely my what I, who I think is going to be the top scorer, but I don't think he's as necessary. You know, if you if you don't have David Johnson in your cash games, you're going to lose. If you don't have Aaron Rodgers in your cash games, you could still might win. Right. So, right. That's the big thing. I mean, quarterback is a position where there's you know kind of a built-in floor for almost everybody. And somewhat of a limited ceiling, especially being the fact that touchdowns are only worth four points. So that, that really kind of levels the playing field. I'm actually against that. I really don't think touchdowns should be worth four points in daily fantasy. I think it devalues the quarterback position. And that's the reason why so many of us get away with playing guys like Jay Cutler and you know, Colin Kaepernick and, and some of these lower end guys. There's only one quarterback you're rostering. You know, I, I feel like you should be able to score 45-50 if he can. Uh, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, I'm actually interested in a couple guys, which I'm going all in on that are 
super contrarian. I have a funny feeling these guys are going to be like four or five percent. I'm not going to mention them now. I'm going to save that for the weekend. But Mariota seems to be a pretty popular guy I'm seeing all over the place. And I don't, I don't know if I have that much interest in it. I mean, Jeff, any interest in? Well, that's Mar- the thing that if you're going to go cheap, I think people are going to be going to Mariota. So, you know, in cash, I think that that's a fine play. He seems to just get it done. Um, and at that ch- cheap of a price, like I'm okay with it. And like Aaron Rodgers, if you're going to pay up, like I'm looking at Fandle right now because those are lineups we have to have built by Thursday if you're playing those contests. Um, he's 9K. Like if you're wanting to play David Johnson and Melvin Gordon, another chalky guy, and you know some of the, like, where how are you going to pay for Aaron Rodgers in cash? So I think that's why uh, Mariota comes into play here. Uh, since Kevin's not on this show, we could talk about how Green Bay is a funnel defense, <laughs> <laughs> which means they're they're good at stopping the run, which makes it easier for teams to pass on them and uh, really limits what you can do in terms of game plan. So uh, just look what he did against San Diego last week. He's had three of his last five have gone just absolutely nuts, 4X on FanDuel. So, yeah, Mariota's in playing cash. Yeah, and the question I have for you, Thad, here's, here's my uh... – this, this is my Tommy G play, my Thursday FanDuel strategy that I do a lot. If I'm not mistaken, and I haven't checked it, I'm trying to look it up right now. I believe Mike Evans is still in concussion protocol, correct? Yes. So we don't know 100% if he's going to play or not yet. I like going in some of these cues and throwing a guy like Mike Evans in there because I think everyone's going to avoid him, especially at his price. You know, it's not like he's 6K. Yeah. He's, he's 9K over there, especially on DraftKings, uh, on FanDuel would be the place that I would like to do it because on DraftKings, everyone will put them in and then just swap it in or out. But on FanDuel, you got to commit to that. You know, yeah. you're, either, you're either in or you're out because if he doesn't play, you lose. Like you said, you get a zero at $8,500. You lose any interest in a queue, large field queue, where you got some money to burn on playing Mike Evans. Absolutely. And, and as a matter of fact, I'm, su- I'm surprised you said that because that is subscriber lover uh, information right there, buddy. Because uh, – yeah, but it's only yeah. applicable for Thursday. Yeah, I guess for Sunday it'll be useful. That's, that's the yeah, only reason. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's true. Oh, man, you guys are smart. Yeah, because by Sunday, he's gonna, we're going to know if he's in or not. So it's yeah. not useless shit. So. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, um, you know, especially considering this situation, even though he's still officially in the protocol. It's not like a couple of weeks ago when Cam Newton was in the protocol and we didn't hear anything for like days. We didn't know what was going on. So at least for him, I expect him to be available to play. And, you know, given the matchup and his, you know, price point, if you put him in that Thursday lineup, you are well ahead of the crowd. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a situation where, you know, you got to, you know, go big or go home. You know, the, that's, that's something that I like to do. I'm pretty confident he's going to play. Um, and that'll be something. The only reason I really brought it up that was because I made a couple fucking stupid comments earlier. So I figured I should say something like <laughs> Just so that anyone hearing me for the first time doesn't think I'm a complete fucking Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, who else do you see jumping out like ownership wise this week? Is there anyone you got your eye on that you think is going to be super popular? Well, it's interesting because if we're going to be paying up at running back, the consensus is that you have to have David Johnson in your lineup and you have to have guys like Melvin Gordon in your lineup and maybe three or four other guys in that uh, high expensive range there that all could go off. You've got to go cheap somewhere, right? So it's probably going to be some of these cheaper wide receivers. A guy that I hate that I'm actually curious Kevin's opinion on because he's been on him a couple times, Jordan Matthews is 5,900 on FanDuel, gets that matchup against Atlanta that we were talking about. 
um, wondering if that is going to be like the chalk because everyone's just going to have to go cheap somewhere. So uh, I haven't decided if I'm using him yet or not. I've got to hit up Kevin via text and so he can let me know whether Jordan Matthews is a good play. Yeah, I think Jordan Matthews definitely is in play. I don't, for me, I've just been fucked by him so many times. I don't think this is the type of guy. And you talked about like David Johnson, Melvin Gordon. I don't think it comes down to those two, just those two at all. I think we're probably as stacked at running back, high price running back as we've seen all year. I mean, you're talking David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell going against Dallas. You have Melvin Gordon, as you mentioned, Ezekiel Elliott going against Pittsburgh. And I is in a great matchup. I mean, there's tons and tons of good opportunities here at running back. Uh, that we could pay up for. And I think a popular play is going to be Sproles, you know, to pair with David Johnson just because he's a little bit cheaper. We'll talk about that on Saturday, one of the reasons why I either like or don't like that play. I have a very strong opinion on Sproles this week with some pretty good data behind it. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting lineup construction, Jeff. I think this is a week where, you know, and Thad, I know you're a tournament guy too. You know, a lot of these weeks have kind of fucking sucked for GPP players because you have to make some really bad or, you know, negative EV decisions in order to feel like you're putting in a good GPP lineup, you know, because the plays are so fucking obvious that in order to do what you want to do regularly and differentiate and be contrarian, you really got to be like, am I really fading this guy? Am I really fading Devontae Booker at 37? Am I really fading Jaquiz Rogers at 44? You know, there's, there's some decisions that you're not super comfortable making. I think the only one that I look at this week where I go, fuck, do I really want to do this would be the David Johnson fade. Outside of that, I can find replacement value on anyone that I'm taking out. You know, if you go Bell, I got two other guys that I could take out for him. If you go Mike Evans, I got three other receivers I like that I think could outproduce him. So it does make for a good GPP week where I think the ownerships are going to be a little more down to earth in like the 15 to 25% ranges rather than seeing a lot of these 40, 50, 60% guys. You agree with that, That? Yeah, absolutely. I think also one big thing is that um, for most of the season up until recently, chalk has been going absolutely bonkers. Right. So it's almost like we're starting fresh, kind of getting used to uh, being able to comfortably play some guys that aren't chalk. So as a tournament guy, I'm, I'm starting to get a little more comfortable using some game theory like you were mentioning before, maybe going with a couple of guys that weren't as hot as they were. So it's, uh, it's a little weird, but, you know, I, I, it'll, it'll work itself out by Sunday. And, Jeff, we were talking about this, uh, I think it was a week or two ago, you know, because chalk was just hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting, and it was just getting fucking annoying. And last week, I finally broke out the schneid uh, after, you know, a three-week doldrum period, probably my worst three weeks in NFL history, um, after Julio week. But I said to you, I was like, I went back and looked at my performance week by week last year, and I got really good from, like, week nine on. You remember I had this conversation with you. I think we even talked about it on air. And I said, because I think those like dirt cheap $3,000 guys are all kind of gone by week nine and 10 and it starts leveling out. So what's, what's your take from GPP life? I know you've been a guy saying, listen, stand pat, hold, you know, it's. Oh yeah. Dude. I mean, you've, you've seen where I've been and the sweats I've had the last couple of weeks compared to the, the few weeks before yeah. that. So uh, yeah, it's starting to turn around for me and for the contrarian players for sure. And um you know, I'll, I'll definitely be talking about how that's going to to happen this week, too. You know, I think there are ways that we can be contrarian this week. And there are guys that are just going to get overlooked because of just the general group think of everyone and how people are going to be constructing their rosters very similarly. And, 
Like this is, it's one of those things where all the ownership percentage is going to be concentrated into a few guys. And um, some of those guys are easy to find pivots for. So I think this is seriously one of the best NFL weeks of the year. And I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Me and me and Jimmy and you seem to be like, we're, we're booming and busting together week by week. Uh We look at the slate and it's like, I've been drooling all week for this weekend. I'll probably be playing the Thunderdome. I'll be, I'm, I'm going fucking balls this week. Finally, Ingram, Kaepernick, Diggs, all my guys fucking went off and I had a nice, you know, 20, 30. By the way, thank you for the Ingram call. Uh, You saw, my team that almost or had a really good shot at winning the Sunday million for FanDuel was in 14th uh, at the end of like the afternoon games ended up not holding on there, but that lineup had Ingram in it because you convinced me to throw him in there. So, and honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to do, and, and, and I appreciate that. And I'm going to do something I never do and actually be a little humble here and saying, I don't think the Ingram call was as great a call as it appeared. Um, I think I got a little lucky on that one. I'm not going to lie. And I'd love to stand. Yeah, I'd love to pound my chest. I don't know what you did with Tommy. I'm, t- I'm telling you, man. Like, I do admit, I do admit the other side. Like, I'm, I'm just really fucking good at shit. So I usually. There he is. Yeah, I was going to say, you look like Tommy. You smell like Tommy, yeah. but you're not talking like this Tommy. Is right one now. of those few times. I mean, listen, I thought Ingram was going to start the game. He didn't. I thought Ingram was going to outcarry Hightower substantially due to starting the game and getting off to a hot start. He didn't. He was actually outcarried by Hightower. I bitched like fucking crazy when the AJ Green, Andy Dalton, Hail Mary cost me fucking, I don't know, $40,000. So how can I not feel like I got a little lucky and got a karma balance there when I get a 75 yard touchdown run out of nowhere from Ingram, who's a guy who normally doesn't break 75 yard runs. So little bit fluky. I'll take it. I deserved it after A.J. Green, Hail Mary. Uh, but uh, one thing before we wrap up, let's just touch on a couple of these Vegas lines. Uh, we see it's, it's a little odd this week. This is why I like it so much. There's no 53 total. There's no 55 total. You know, it's basically the highest total is the Eagles, Falcons, Dallas Steelers. Those are at 50. We got the Broncos, Packers, Niners, and Seattle coming in at like 48 and a half. Dolphins at 48, 47, bunch of 45s. And then you got some shit down at the bottom. So it's kind of leveled off. I mean, the difference between a 47 and a 50 is a field goal. So it doesn't make the Bengals-Giants game any less enticing than the Falcons-Eagles game. But when you see a game like the Jets-Rams game, which literally, I mean, that total could end up at kickoff at like 39. I know, Jeff, you like your cheap Rams receiver. You have one every week, pretty much. <laughs> Whether it's I do. Or Austin, or Britt, or Kenny. Yeah, Kennedy. yeah, he does. Love he does. Your, you love your – I've had two. I've had two. Twice. Well, That's I it. Three of our bets have been on Tavon Austin quick and, and maybe two of the bets. That's it, That's yeah. I'm thinking. But is there anyone or any interest in even these low games here? Because we'll talk about the high ones on the Saturday podcast. But, you know, the low ones that most people might be ignoring, do you see anything here? So that's the interesting thing is the Rams, of course, they don't have a great pass offense or anything, but we saw last week, like in the right matchups, these receivers can perform. I mean, uh, both Britt and Quick got, what, eight targets or something, and both had good looks at touchdowns. Uh, Quick didn't end up coming down with his, and Britt came down with his, so Brett ended up with – how are we talking about your bets uh, on this podcast? I, I love it. I, You're I'm just walking it. into it. I'm walking into it. walking right into the lion's mouth right now. For those of you listening that don't know, that's another bet that I won against Jeff. 
Yeah, I, I won uh, some other ones as well, but we'll yeah, talk about the those. Yeah, one who got hurt during the game. Yeah, where he had one catch in the first half. Yeah, that was coming through for sure. <laughs> that was um, not coming through at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> so anyway, about this situation, the Jets' pass defense is just awful, and I think that especially Brian Quick, 4,500 again, like, of course I'm loading up on Brian Quick again, and people can call me crazy if they want, but I think it's a, a really good play. I think that – Britt is a fine play again, just like I said Britt was a fine play last week. Like, I don't even know how I, how I ended up betting against Britt because I like Britt. But, it's, my, uh, it's my negotiation. In there. It really <laughs> is. I'll need to do a bet that I'm like, wait a minute, I like that guy. Why am I betting? Um, Dude, how anyway. do you think every girl I've ever fucked feels like? It's like, uh, why am I waking up here? I don't even like this guy. <laughs> nothing but talk shit to me and buy me tequila. And <laughs> Now you know, Jeff. <laughs> now I know. Now I know what it feels like. Um, so, yeah, this is just an ugly game. No one's going to want players from this game, but I think that that is kind of a place you can be a little bit sneaky and throw some quick in your lives. 4,500 on FanDuel, like, I'll have them. 3,700 on DK. And, and this has been a, kind of a – I've been calling it the spork play, kind of the sharp spoon type thing. I think a lot of these guys are sharp and they're not. But um, everyone loves – and I even I took it last week. Thad, every week, don't you hear someone talking about another Rams receiver? I mean, for a team oh, yeah. that really doesn't do much offensively, Quick, Austin, Britt, I mean, even, even Lance Kendricks has been on the radar. Like, you know, we hear these names get thrown out. This is where a lot of people have been going for their value. Do you have an opinion on these guys going forward? Well, I mean, I think these guys just kind of, you know, I, I tried not to drink the Kool-Aid. I had a hefty dose last week because when I look at my lineups, I saw so much Lance Kendrick. It was just kind of yeah. embarrassing. Um, and you, it's easy to get caught up in that. You know, you look at, at the matchup and you convince yourself that something's there that's really not. So you kind of have to make sure that you don't fall for that. Um, you know, uh, granted, these games that are have low over-unders, they have matchups, you know, that are really good. So you kind of feel like you need to attack these in some way, shape, or form. You just have to make sure if it's not there, then don't force it. Yeah, it's 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 a tough call because there is a lot of value out there. I mean, and, and you get you're seeing a lot of targets out of these Rams guys. Like if you're playing them, you're not making horrible decisions. I mean, look at fucking Tavon Austin. I mean, this guy literally has 15 targets in a game, 10 targets, nine, eight, 12. I mean, but then his his game logs are 22, two, five, 16, two, 21. You just never know when they're going to use him appropriately. Uh, same thing with Britt. Britt's a guy with huge playability. I mean, we saw what he could do against Detroit when he fucking was a, was a millionaire maker winner. You know, if you didn't have Britt, you didn't win your tournaments. You know, he scored 36 points. But again, he's the same way. 15, 7, 35, 12, 6, 15. So that's a GPP like, play, though. That's exactly how you want game logs. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I, I feel like everyone's on the wrong one every week. That's you fair. Know, like whoever yeah. everyone's on, the other guy goes off. So what I've totally been, fair. Yeah. what I've been doing, and here's a little trick for you because I made two fuck ups earlier. Here's a, here's one that gets you back a little bit. If you're making a bunch of lineups, put Brit on one, put Quick on the other, put Austin on the other. One of them's going to do something every week. It's been happening all year. That way, you don't have all your eggs in one basket. But uh, we're pretty much up against it right here. We said we'd keep this short. We're short. Any final words? Radliest of Thadliest. What do you got going on today? Uh, today, I'm uh, getting myself all set up for some NBA as per usual. I'm looking forward to some Dwayne Wade revenge game action against the Heat. 
Uh, the doorbell rang. I looked, and it was indeed my Chris Stapps Porzingis jersey. Yeah. There so, we go. The jersey and I were going to and spend a little quiet time together for a little bit until <laughs> so the wife and kids come home. And then it's full on NBA, brother. Oh, Dad. Don't mess it up, man. Don't stain that shit. Too late. Stuff stains, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what about you? What do you got cracking there? I know we got our show at five o'clock, right? Yeah, we're doing Game Theory Thursday today, so check that out. I will say, my final word for everyone, play Will Lutz on Vandal, Min Price in that shootout with New Orleans. That's a kicker. There you go. That's Jeff coming with the gangster kicker analysis yeah. right there for you. Yeah. I will wrap this with one, uh, letting everyone know that I'm still the best player in the entire fucking industry in NHL DFS. <laughs> Figured I should let that, since this is free and you're all listening, I am the fucking best. You are not. Um, I'm just a fucking beast. Won 15 grand again last night in NHL. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just really queuing tomorrow. That's what you're doing. Tomorrow. That's right. I'm going to take down the fucking queue tomorrow uh, for NHL, the second queue seat. And get signed up for MMA. Get over there for the UFC. Obviously, I mean, if you, you know Jeff Collins and Thad. If you're not signed up for basketball by now, what the fuck are you doing? Donkeys. Um, and those of you that are getting mad at us, like retweeting subscriber screenshots, I probably retweet about 4% of the ones I get. Jeff, what's your percentage? Oh, geez. Uh, I get I a wait. fucking 150 of them, like, and I'll retweet four. And you get these fucking pieces of shit fucking nerds out there. Like, <laughs> why are you retweeting? Why are, you re why are we retweeting? Why are we retweeting? Because we have more subscribers than like 98% of the industry right now. We want to make our subscribers feel happy. Why are they tweeting at us? I'm yeah, the the people that are complain, the companies that are complaining have no idea what that feels like. Like they, you know, getting their subscribers winning money. Like what is that? Um, and then actually <laughs> acknowledging their subscribers and making I know, right? Why uh, are you tweeting at someone unless you want them to notice it? You know, I have twenty thousand followers. This kid tweeting at me has fucking fifty. He just turned fifty bucks into fifty grand. Yeah, I'll uh, let twenty thousand people know because that's going to make him feel good. And if you don't like it, suck my fucking dick. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself i woke up to um i wake up to like 100 uh, 200 notifications every morning and you know most of the time it's really good everyone's sending screenshots and everything last night it was because all those mavericks got scratched but yeah like when 150 people are sending you screenshots of what you're of what they're winning yeah sometimes i'll pick one and oh, keep it, it and, keep and it's secret <laughs> yeah, because you got to impress the fucking basement dwelling faggots out there that fucking don't want anyone to know because they don't have a company or their company sucks. You got to keep it a secret if you're doing that. The most that's annoying that's part. Famous, like all these fucking nobodies. Turn no. a national radio show at two o'clock and tell me how to fucking act. The most annoying part is people complaining that the the uh, screenshot didn't win enough money. I'm like, dude, a hundred bucks. For this guy's a big yeah. What are you talking about? Like. Get the, these like I know I know we're fantasy guru elite, but there are a lot of elitists out there that are like, oh no, well if it wasn't six figures, you shouldn't retweet it. Get out of here! Fuck out of here! <laughs> it's more impressive to turn a dollar into a hundred than it is to turn ten grand into a hundred thousand. Like the ROI wise, it's a much better return if you're doing that. So again, we just wanted to kind of make that public service announcement that uh, we love our subscribers. We love you guys more than anything and everyone else could go fuck yourselves in the ass because we don't give a shit about you. Uh, that's pretty much it right there. Sign up for MMA. Mad lads. <laughs> screenshot fucking everything. Anything you win, screenshot. I'm going to retweet the whole fucking universe on Saturday. I swear to God, I'm letting you know right now. If Mad Labs goes off Saturday, I am going to fucking get unfollowed 
by 5,000 of you, and I don't care because it's elite mafia or die. Good luck. Stay cash, and we're out. <laughs> Forgive me for my wrongs, I have just begun. Elite Mafia. <laughs>